Like I've yeah. seen celery used in ways I never thought I could see celery. Yeah, and it's always like it's the guy who is like a middle school art teacher, and he kind of like <laughs> he's got like some screws loose, you know, and yeah. he's like banging shoes on a table like someone barreling down a hallway. I think there was a video for the Quiet Place that I saw, or a Quiet Place, yeah, or whatever that John Krasinski movie. I watched a mini doc on the guy who makes the sounds for Mortal Kombat fatalities. And it's like, so it's like bones crunching and like guts squishing and yeah. stuff. It's like the, the gross video game noises. Like mm-hmm. he makes those mostly with like squishy fruits. Speaking of squishy fruits, no, I, I don't, I'm not a Segway queen. Segway queen, <laughs> young and sweet. Only segue You're not a Segway queen and this is not bow, a musical bow, podcast. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> okay. I love the Bee Gees. <laughs> to those who don't know, we have this <laughs> we have this running joke where <laughs> I had to think where okay. one of us will sing a song or, or replicate a song that um is very obviously a certain band and will say, I love band who isn't that band. And it started with like Boston and Journey or something. It was Foreigner and Boston. <laughs> They're all the same. And Kansas. Those were yeah. the, because it was Carry On My Wayward Son. And you'd be like, oh, I love Boston. <laughs> Speaking of which, we've seen Kansas in concert. And yeah. I did not realize how many hands have changed in Kansas. Yeah, it's like, it's like that so... philosoph- philosophical question of like a boat starts sailing across the ocean with all I'm, of the pieces I to make a new boat. Sticks. And so, no, that's journey. <laughs> if if they replace every board of the boat, is it still the same boat well, but when there it was lands? One, there's that one guy. He's the cornerstone of, yeah. of Kansas. I, I think there's at least one, but he's like the most. He's the Topeka of the he's band. He's saying, carry on my wayward son. <laughs> But the the lead singer when we because we saw them when we lived up north, the lead singer that isn't the original lead singer of Kansas. Sorry, I had to make sure I was recording. Um, he sang like a damn muppet. Like it was his he head threw motion, his whole head back, and his <clears throat> mouth opened and closed like a muppet's mouth. Yeah. And there was that one guy standing next to us. Just like air punching and like getting it and do every single word of every single mm-hmm. kids. I'm like, did you just find your way up from the casino somewhere <laughs> to get in here? Like, anyway, I digress. We don't have time for this. No, we don't. We absolutely don't. <laughs> we have don't. things we have to talk about. Co- we haven't even welcomed anyone <laughs> Welcome. Welcome back to Cryptic and Colloquial, a cacophony of crimes, cults, and conspiracies. I'm Kristen. And I'm Dylan. Welcome to our dumpster fire. Um, (laughs) Wow. We're actually going to have an episode out. We kept our promise. I'm very proud of us. We kept it one time so far. One time. One time. Okay, I have to stop. This is not a musical podcast. That's a different section. I know. I need to like start a musical podcast. podcast. That, yeah. This takes up too much of my time to yep. be able to do that. 
<laughs> well, I hope you guys had a lovely week. Um, we've had an okay week so far. Yeah, it's been all right. Don't we found a tea place. Work. Yeah, we found a new tea place. That's cool. Drank lots of tea. We've reached that stage of adulthood where the most exciting thing that happened to us this week is that we found a new tea place. <laughs> well, we're also still in the middle of a pandemic, so... Yeah. It is what it is, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> we found a new tea place and we bought a firm mattress for our backs. <laughs> <laughs> we had to upgrade our mattress because our backs hurt so bad. And we Can't needed deal. tea because we need an afternoon pick-me-up or yep. we'll fall asleep at 2 p.m. Yep. <laughs> so. Such as your late 20s, I suppose. Yep. Oh, man. Can't wait to see what 30 holds for us. Maybe a new tea place. <laughs> a better tea place. Oh, man. Um, well, welcome back. Uh, this week, I have content that's actually semi-well-crafted content, so I'm pretty... I'm pretty proud of that. I thought this would be like a struggle to meet like some kind of substance for an episode, it right? Just, like I, I thought we would struggle for that. Yeah, no, this, and I did too. I was like, I wasn't super excited about this topic because I was like, oh, everyone knows. No, there was so much that I didn't know about the Loch Ness Monster and Loch Ness and and I'm fascinated, which we, we all have talked about my fear of water, so we're not going to go into that, particularly mm-hmm. the ocean. But just deep water in general freaks me out. So this was like, it was kind of confirming of all of those fears. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. So I don't remember how I usually go into these. I want to know what I don't know. Okay. Well, about the Loch Ness Monster. You what you don't know um okay should i tell you what i do know yeah let's start with that there is um i'm gonna tell you this as fact because as far as i'm concerned it is right there is a pond or lake in scotland Mm -hmm. you've looked very confused about it being in scotland are you questioning that (laughs) um scotland wales uk ireland anyways um that area of Uh the world and in that lake is a dinosaur (laughs) who has only been photographed a single time in all of human history and probably one of the most widely viewed photographs that exist and then later the guy who took it said that's not real i just made that up but a lot of people think the dinosaur is real I mean, you're not entirely wrong, but you're also not entirely right. I got Scotland right. You got Scotland right. That's what... (laughs) I'm proud of that. That's what matters. (laughs) So that's where we're starting from. Okay. So Loch Ness, for those of you who don't know, is located in the Scottish Highlands. Speaking of the Scottish Highlands, I've always wanted Scottish Highland cows, like cattle. Mm -hmm. They are so cute. It's the little fluffy cows. Yeah. That's, yeah, I need some of those. I need um, a sheep farm in the Scottish Highlands. Yeah. That's how I want to live the rest of my life. Let's just go to the Scottish yeah. Highlands where the fae run free and... <laughs> the little gnomes live in, under rocks Oh, and God, what did they call them in Eurovision 2020? <laughs> they, they stabbed a guy. <laughs> I don't remember, but anyway, it's so funny. Yeah, that's, that's where I need to be is talking to those folks because I'm done living in society. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so Loch Ness is, it has super low visibility, so it's already kind of like a mysterious lake, um, because there's a really high peat content. Peat is just like a partially decayed vegetation Mm. and organic matter per Merriam-Webster. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so it's just like yucky. (laughs) There's yucky in the water. There's yucky in the water. (laughs) Um, it is the second largest and deepest Scottish lock. Um, it has 23 miles of surface area, and it is 755 feet deep at its deepest point that we know of. 755. Okay, that's a lot. That's a whole lot. The, the deepest lake that I've been in was 150 feet, and that was very scary for me. Yeah. So 755, that's like a really long way down. Yeah, I'm thinking the about the time. the earth. The time I swam in the ocean and like the bar dropped off mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know the, the sandbar. It went to ocean from beach. Right. Land. And you couldn't see the bottom. Right. And it's just weird. Yeah. It's a weird feeling. That has to be like such a like mind game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Because there's, there's no, we're so used to being connected to the right. ground and seeing there's the boundaries no of ground. Well, I mean, there's, there's ground, but, there's, but not you ground can't that we see can it. see, yeah. right? So this might be a dumb question. Is lock just how they say lake? I think so. Is it just lake? I think so. Lake Ness? Yeah, but we're going to call it lock Ness. Lock Ness. For the Scottish authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. I will refrain this entire episode from doing a Scottish accent. Please do. Both of us would butcher that. <laughs> Leave that to Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Loch, the Loch Ness Monster is considered a cryptid. And cryptids are animals that exist, may exist somewhere in the wild, according to cryptozoologists who aren't real zoologists. Is Megalodon a cryptid? I don't know. If, no, because it was an actual species. Oh, okay. Right? Like, we have proof that Megalodon existed. Mm-hmm. Whereas we don't have, like, a fossil of a Loch Ness monster. Um, so, yeah. examples of other cryptids, that's a great point to bring up, are, like, Bigfoot, Chupacabras, and Yetis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought... Mm, not going to say that. No, say it. No. Say it. Hypothetically... <laughs> Would it, would it be really dumb if someone thought Yetis were real? <laughs> Not like okay. <laughs> Not, Not like from the Christmas movies. <laughs> the oh, that's the abominable snowman. Yeah. Is that the same thing? A Yeti in the yeah. abominable snowman. Yeah, I think so. I just, I thought. So what did you think a Yeti was? Like describe. A Yeti to me, and let's see how real it sounds. I can describe it in two words. Okay. Mountain bear. (laughs) Those are just bears. (laughs) Yeah, but if they live in the snowy mountains, then they're called Yetis. I don't know. I don't know. See, if you just just talk these things out. Yeah, but in my head, it's a very well-rounded idea. So what does a a mouth bear look like? You ever seen a polar bear stand on its back legs? That's just a polar bear. That, but it looks like a yeti, right? No, it looks so like a So I don't polar know. Bear. <laughs> you know how like 
There's some monkeys that walk on two legs and some monkeys that walk on four. Yeah, but there's still like... <laughs> Maybe there's mountain bears that walk on two and they're yetis. <laughs> I don't know. I said This is all wrapped in a hypothetical. <laughs> Are you asking for a friend? <laughs> I'm asking for a stupid friend, I yeah, guess. Yeah, stupid, <laughs> stupid friend. He's not very well educated. On the crypto. Oh, God. Okay. He, he in fact just learned today what cryptids are. God, I can't. Okay. So this is this is what really like fascinated. I almost like I almost said shook me, but that like grosses me out a little bit. This is what really fascinated me. So I thought Loch Ness was like a relatively like the Loch Ness monster, not Loch Ness, um, which it is actually a pretty young lake it just showed up like after the first ice age okay so relatively young yeah okay yeah for for a lake yeah exactly um so the origins of lock of the Loch Ness monster can be traced back to the first century a.d oh i know way before pictures way before pictures (laughs) um so when the Romans first arrived in Scotland. So the Romans stumbled across a native people called the Picts. Um, a Pict is, I think it's like Picta or something in Latin. It's for painted people is what it means because they were very tattooed. Mm. So they were known as the Picts. Um, they lived in northern and eastern Scotland and their reign there inhabitancy whatever lasted until the 11th century and that's when they were completely gaelicized scots so i don't know what that there's like a whole ton of history there where they like became gaelic scots rather than the picked people if that makes sense kind of like fascinating the tribe integrated into society i never considered like the this is the most American thing I think I could say. I never considered like the f- that far back history of other countries. Right. Like, like I know the origin of man and kind of how man spread out mm-hmm. from there, but like I never thought particularly of like Scotland or like Iceland or I know, Greenland. I know. Right? I know. Like, I'm the same way. Like when I think, and I think it's because of like the history we were taught like world history really focused on like like big big empires right like the mayan empire and the roman empire and mm-hmm. you know aztecs and incans and all of these different things that we learned about but i didn't learn about the picts and i never thought about like other reigns like kingdoms and empires that existed throughout yeah we're taught the primarily world. like in in grade school right mm-hmm. we're taught primarily north american History. North and Southern, yeah. Yeah, Northern southern. and, and Southern, southern uh, <laughs> history. But yeah, there's like, there's so much more. And yeah. then like, I guess in college, you would have to take specific courses to, yeah. to get that kind of... So the Picts were then absorbed into the Kingdom of Alba, which is just, I guess, because of the territory they kind of migrated to. So the Picts had carved, they were like super great artists, mm-hmm. and they carved really intricate... Um, drawings or carvings i guess of animals into large standing stones and these still stand in this area of scotland today Uh, some of them anyway 
so they drew like lots of really easily recognizable animals but one and that animal was described as having an elongated muzzle or beak and then it's had like a head locket or a spout i don't know what a head locket is but i know what a spout is um, and then flippers for feet according to pbs so that was the earliest evidence of the loch ness monster um and the earliest written report came from saint columba so this guy was an irish monk who set out to bring christianity to the scots um, and in 565 A.D., St. Columba came across a burial for a man in a river. It's um, River Ness, which runs. So the way Loch Ness is built, River Ness is like the mouth of Loch Ness. And then there's Loch Ness. And then that comes down into another loch, which then goes into another river, was my understanding of okay. the geography there. So... On River Ness, he was traveling to some kingdom to meet with some guy. I don't know. Um, And he comes across this burial for a man that had been, quote unquote, mauled by a water beast. And they were burying him. So St. Columba was like, oh, there's no water beast bigger than God or whatever. And so he sends a guy out to he's like swim across the river. And the guy's like, okay. Like, I'm sorry if I had just heard of a water beast mauling someone in these waters. The last thing I would be doing is swimming across. I digress. Uh, yeah, and he has a lot of confidence <laughs> to then send someone else. He's like, he's like, there's nothing in there. You. Well, you why don't you go check? Go swim I'll prove there. it to all you guys by so sending then, Jim. <laughs> so Jim swims out into River Ness, and the beast approaches the man Mm. and so saint columba does like a cross symbol and it's like be gone beast flee from here you're not welcome in the name of the father son and the holy ghost whatever and then the guy the jim's like hey and the monster's just like bye and he just swims away and that's that so that was the first written report of the way you're looking at me because I'm sorry, my mind diverged when you said the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost to that time that we were playing some game and I said... Whiplash. I said Tom Cruise, Superman. Yeah, it was so... (laughs) (laughs) We were playing some game on one of the Jackbox Party Packs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And like you had to guess people or like someone... It's kind of like charades, like you're describing someone and everybody else has to like guess who it is. It was Tom Cruise, Superman, Superman, and Santa Claus. And I said, the Holy Trinity. (laughs) (laughs) It was just so unexpected. And no one in the room laughed but you. (laughs) When you said... He did the cross with the, the, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. I was like, Be oh, God yeah. in the name of Tom Cruise, <laughs> Superman. <laughs> I mean, that's a dream team right there. <laughs> I can't. All right. So back to. Yeah. Jim, Jim is saved by Jim the Holy Trinity. Jim is saved Trinity. by the Holy Trinity. Tom Cruise mm-hmm. swept in and everything was fine again. 
saved him with his Oprah Winfrey magic. <laughs> so then there's Scottish folklore. And this was actually something that I had heard of at some point in my life. Like the stories were familiar to me of water horses or water kelpies. Have you ever heard of those? I've heard the name, but so I don't remember. They're what. mythical creatures that have the head, neck, and mane of a horse, but they have flippers and then a whale tail. <laughs> Interesting. And what they do, they're spirits that live around bodies of water. And they come and they lure children by offering them a ride on their back. And then drag the children down to their watery doom. And then the children's entrails wash up on shore the next day. Why does folklore do that? Why? I don't know. Every time there's like this nice thing. I'm like, oh. Water ponies. That's cool. And it's like, yeah, they're like horses, but they've got flippers and a whale tail. And I'm like, that's awesome. It's like, oh, and they drag children under and their entrails float up on the beach several days later. And it's like, tight. I knew that was going somewhere. Cool. So that's also like kind of the origin story of the Loch Ness Monster. Just checking. That's cool. Yeah. So then we come to the modern day notion. So people have reported sightings, you know, of the of the Loch Ness beast monster. It wasn't really dubbed a monster until 1933-ish. And this is when things got fishy. I'm really sorry about my dog's <laughs> mouth noises. <laughs> Jill's on the floor. Okay. Oh, no. I'm on the floor. Under the stairs wasn't working <laughs> last week. So I'm on the floor and Leia wants pets and wants to breathe into the microphone and wants to lick her foot beside me. And she doesn't understand microphones. Like so. we're going to lose so many listeners right there because they just hear. <laughs> it's like gross dog ASMR. <laughs> It's not cute like bunnies. Or no, okay. it's just a thirteen-year-old dog licking her She's chops in front 12. of the. She's only twelve. Cut her some slack. Okay, twelve-year-old dog. God, licking She's her chops. She's technically eleven in like ten months. Anyway, okay, so nineteen thirty-three <laughs> is when things get spicy. Um, so there are three reports of the Loch Ness monster in thirty-three. And we had cameras now. Right. So Alex Campbell was a reporter for the Iverness Courier. And he published an article detailing an encounter with the Loch Ness Monster from Aldi McKay. So Aldi and her husband were driving down the A82, which is a road that had just been built not too much earlier. Um, like that runs along. Loch Ness, mm-hmm. right? So it was, it was kind of secluded before that. I mean, there's like nine villages that surround Loch Ness. But this was like like the first major travel way other than like a canal that had been, um, that was in Loch Ness or near Loch Ness. So, Aldi McKay and her husband are driving down the A82 and they look out and she says, stop the beast, and her husband pulls over and they see, see a large creature um, 
rolling and plunging in the water for about a minute before it just disappears. Gone. Mm. Nowhere to be seen, right? So they're like, wonder what that could have been. They are convinced it's the beast. It was apparently very large. This account I had heard, and the name was familiar to me, was George Spicer's account. Um, and that was in July of 33. Um, so George Spicer and his wife were driving down a road and saw a large creature about four feet high and 25 feet long um, with a long wavy neck cross the road in front of them. Just like scurry across the road. Now, I don't know how something 25 feet long scurries, but he claimed it moved <laughs> very, very quickly. Um, this creature had an unspecified, unidentified animal in its mouth, and he described it as looking like a dragon and very prehistoric. His account was also published in The Courier, and that led to the large public interest, right? Because now we've had two sightings in a year of the Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a huge uptick in reports after this. And this could be, if we're saying that the Loch Ness Monster is real, that people are feeling comfortable coming forward. It's kind of like that um, episode of Unsolved Mysteries where everyone had that same communal experience with the UFO, but nobody reported it. Do you remember that episode? It was in season two. No, I don't remember. It was like in Virginia or something. Anyway, it, it, I think this might have been that kind of phenomenon if we're saying that the Loch Ness Monster, monster <laughs> does exist, right? Don't break out the Sean Connery accent. <laughs> um, so there had been some major improvements along the Loch, like the A82, I guess, as well. Um, so there were lots more people traveling it and then in november of 1933 hugh gray took a photo of the monster but this photo is highly contested because he was also seen walking his black lab that day and it might have just been his dog this is like the photo yeah no no we're getting to oh the so this photo. isn't the so this photo. is before okay that well, photo and, has tea, and we're gonna go all into it. I will say, like, okay, how do you how do you confuse a black lab? With well, like a I dragon? mean, but you have to think about like how crummy. Yeah, then I was gonna say it's 1933. Is. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, I mean, it's not. You got like one shot, and if you, it's not in focus, if anybody we'll moves, find out development. Oop. Oop. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. Okay, so there's a huge uproar at this point. So in December of 1933. The Daily Mail gets involved. And the Daily Mail is kind of a big player in this. Um, so they hire Marmaduke Weatherell, who is an actor, director, and big game, game hunter. God, I can't talk. Quite the um, name. Yes. Marmaduke. Marmaduke. Has, like the dog. To hunt Nessie. So they're like, go find. The Loch Ness Monster, bring her back to us, right? Okay, so this is the Scottish, like, crocodile Dundee. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes, the photograph that I saw in time of this guy, he literally looked like a strung-out Nigel Thornberry with a monkey on his shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's not far from what I had in my head. Yeah, yeah, he was very interesting. So he reported right before Christmas 
1933, finding the prints of a large, four-toed, 20-foot-long beast. So he made a big deal about it, made plaster casts, sent them to the History Museum or whatever, um, and but all the scientists were off for Christmas, so nobody could analyze the cast. <laughs> hey, guys, I found these prints, but like there weren't any scientists available because it was Christmas. <laughs> well... They come back in early January of 1934. The prints were stuffed hippopotamus prints. Mm. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, yeah. How do you, do they have those? Well, I mean, if he was a big game hunter, right? Oh, he like could... he might've had like a trophy hippopotamus leg or something. <laughs> Something. You don't keep the heads of hippopotamuses that you kill. You keep the feet. Right. Because that's the most recognizable part. He he must have used like an umbrella stand to like stand. (laughs) (laughs) So, but we don't know if it was Marmaduke, whether we don't know. I like to think of Marmaduke with his, you know, Nigel Thornberry-esque look with like stilts with hippopotamus feet. (laughs) On the bottom, and he's just stomping through like a bog. How is he making him 20 feet apart? And also, we were claiming that this creature has flippers. So, like, I don't know where they thought this was going to work. And like I said, we don't know that Marmaduke was the one who made these, but we know that Marmaduke was the one that made these. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but now that's a good point. How did he make these? (laughs) I I mean, no one actually saw the prints. They just Except saw the cast, so they didn't have right. to be 20 feet apart. So the stilts thing is still a valid theory. <laughs> that's what I would have done if I was Marmaduke. God. Now, what does stuffed mean? What is that? I'm, that's what I'm saying. I think it's like a taxidermy oh, hippopotamus. Oh, like they... But yeah. Oh, okay. I, that, <laughs> I was like, what did he stuff the like feet into? Like yours? Like they're just stuffed. They're just... God, this hippo is so full when it does. I don't know. I'm just, I'm sorry. This is the first time I've heard stuffed hippopotamus feet. I really had to think. Okay. So I don't, I don't blame you. But now it makes sense. Because if you say like, oh, it's a stuffed, what do you say? It's a stuffed duck or something. Yeah. Right. Like it's a stuffed, you don't say stuffed animal. Right. But it's just in place of taxidermy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's my understanding. Yeah. Okay. So. Then we come to April of 1934, and that is when the photograph comes to light. So for years, it was just known as the surgeon's photograph, and it is the most memorable photo of Nessie, mm-hmm. um, where her neck is, like, sticking up out of the water, and then there's, like, a little, like, suggestion of a hump behind her, and there's, like, water ripples around her, right? And it's just that in the water is her the accepted i don't know i just nessie sounds like a her to me okay well nessie is the lake so well ness is the lake oh that's right but then like i think the genus or something was like ness is something or another from what i read from what this creature would be anyway okay so this photo is taken and the surgeon is trying to maintain his good reputation he doesn't want to get all caught up with the nessie drama you know might look bad and so he sells it sells it sells it to the daily mail 
And the Daily Mail publishes the photo. It's like the first known photo of the Loch Ness Monster, right? Okay. So, here's the issue with this photo. So, it turns out that this photo was an extraordinarily petty and elaborate hoax by none other than Marmaduke Weatherell. Oh, Marmaduke. So he gets pissed off at the Daily Mail after he gets outed for his hippopotamus footprints and they shame him into oblivion for this, right? He can, he, he'll never financially recover from this, right? Like we're Joe Exotic level shame. Okay, so he had his son-in-law, Christian Sparling, I want to say it was his name, and then his son, Ian Weatherell, and then a friend, Maurice, what is his name, Chambers, um, they all got together and they built a Nessie. So they used wood putty to craft the head mm-hmm. and then a toy submarine to float it in Loch Ness and like paddled out in a boat into Loch Ness to take the pictures. That model is somewhere in the bottom of Loch Ness at this point in time. How do we know that? Because, so the, oh God, who was it? One of these, okay, so let's go back to the picture. So they go out, they take the picture, they sink the thing, and um, one of the, the guys submitted to it that, they sunk it because the water bailiff, which is like a game warden, was coming mm-hmm. up on them. And so they sunk it really quick so like he wouldn't know that that's what they were doing. Yeah. So they give the picture to Robert Kenneth Wilson. And he's a gynecologist in London. And he's like all in on their, this. And he's like... He's convinced, like, oh, it's just Maurice Chambers. It's like, oh, it's just a practical joke. Like, they were friends, um, Wilson and Chambers were. And so he gives him the photos once they're developed. And then Wilson sells them to the Daily Mail. So it was, like, this elaborate scheme to, like, make the Daily Mail look bad, I Mm -hmm. guess, for... But then it never came out. So this all didn't come to, like, fruition, that we knew it was, like, everybody questioned it, but nobody knew it was a hoax until the 90s when one of these guys was on their deathbed and was like, oh, by the way, um, that picture of the Loch Ness Monster, we took it, and then we sank the model in Loch Ness, and we sold it to the Daily Mail. Haha, Screw you, Daily Mail. I want, to, I want someone to find that model. I do, too. Well, okay, so let's talk... A little bit about Loch Ness here, right? Because I watched and I showed Dylan, and I'm going to link it in um, the sources section. A video from River Monsters. Great show. I wanted to by have like a oh, I love River Monsters. I wanted to have an idea, right? Like I'm trying to set the scene in my brain of like Loch Ness. What does it look like? And it looks exactly like you imagine it, right? There's these beautiful hills and this big murky body of water but like that water is dark dark and it gets like it's it's kind of oh god what's the word i'm looking for oh what's the word like when you're like trying to 
trick. It's like, it tricks you a little bit. It's almost like, um, misleading. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Um, it was like sensory deprivation. Yeah. It's like almost misleading because you look at the water and on top it's like kind of translucent. So you're like, Oh, I've been in the guy's like, I've been in murkier water than this. And so he swims in and the next he's like, I was following the riverbed or the waterbed. And then it's pitch black, like blackest night. Like, yeah, like not a speck of light. Because of the peat. And it, one thing they mentioned in the video is it's not like dust is up in the water. Because like if you swim in a normal like Northern American lake, mm-hmm. it's brown. Yeah. But you can see in front of you like mm-hmm. pretty decently. But it's because you're seeing dirt and things that are right. kicked up in the sediment. lake. And so, yeah. yeah, you're seeing sediment mixed into the water. But he said like... It was really interesting to me, like, the way he said it. The water is stained. Yeah, the peat, like, washes down from the bogs surrounding the lock. And it stains the water with that organic matter. And so, he's like, it's tea-stained and then it's pitch black. And you can't see anything. So, it's like, even if you were to send a dive team out to look for the Loch Ness Monster, they can't freaking see anything, right? Yeah. What it's I think crazy. would be would be fascinating to see is like um, using sonar, right? Like echolocation. So we've tried. So all of this, that's kind of like the modern day notion, modern history of mm-hmm. the Loch Ness Monster. So then we come to the research that's been done. And there have been multiple sonar studies done. But nothing really conclusive has come back from those. That's probably pretty large. It's right? a very large lake, right? Mm-hmm. Or lock. Um but it also, they find things, but that organic matter, I guess, kind of like screws with the sonar because like one team found like a large anomaly. They're like, it is something large. It is moving. It has, you know, so like they thought, oh, wow, we found it. So they came out the next day and found nothing um, and thought it was just like a massive organic matter that had been moving like within the water that had been picked up by the sonar like the beast i nobody knows right they found the beast so nothing conclusive came back from the sonar studies but there was a really interesting and really really recent um study done in june of 2018 and it was a dna survey of the water um like evaluating what what is this like creature? Because people are obviously seeing something. Yeah. Right. Either they're all lying out of their butts or they're seeing something out there. Um, and there is a very large eel population in Loch Ness. I don't know. Okay. I, I know that kind of sh- shocked me. I was like, eels of all creatures. Anyway, so they did a DNA survey of the lake and they found no large fish DNA, sharks or otherwise, no otter DNA, no seal DNA. Um, they found large amounts of eel DNA and no reptilian DNA. I think it's fascinating that that's a thing Possible. Yeah, that I, they can I, do. I'm curious as to like how you do you just like scoop some water. You just take a Q-tip and, you know, drive <laughs> It's not like you can pick each individual animal and, like, swap them, right? Yeah. But, but, like, I am curious how many creatures, because this lake is so thick and dark and murky, mm-hmm. how many things live in there that we don't know about? Yeah, if you think about, like, the, 
you know, the Marianas Trends is a big mm-hmm. uh, area of exploration because we can't see. Right. And every, it seems like every time we go there, now that we have like some capacity to explore it, we discover a new thing, thing that mm-hmm. we didn't know existed. Yeah. And some of it's like insane. Yeah. Like it, it's just mind boggling that these things exist. Right. Um, and so that's not specific to the ocean, right? Like the, a lot can have the same thing. Ooh, and especially when it's so deep. Yeah. It, it's seven, 800 feet deep. Yeah. Like how, right. How are you supposed to look through that? Yeah. Fascinating. That's really cool. So then we come to, you know, if not a giant monster, what is the Loch Ness Monster? What are people seeing? Well, you know, right? there was a lady in our neighborhood Facebook group that said she saw a bobcat <laughs> in the neighborhood. <laughs> and other people agreed. Like, yeah, I've seen that bobcat. No, no, she said it was a cougar. Oh, yeah, it was a cougar. <laughs> she saw a cougar. So we live next to a golf course, and there is a resident family of bobcats. Yes. On the golf course. There are no cougars or no mountain cougars. lions that we know or of. Or panthers. I mean, th- I, that's not to say that there couldn't be. It just is highly unlikely, A, that someone would see it because they're very stealthy animals, but B, that they would wander this far into suburbia and not be snatching people's animals in the middle of the night. Yeah. Because people do not watch their animals around here. But there's this, there's this like, phenomenon, right, where you see... Um, like you see something that's perfectly explainable, but maybe not entirely right. And like people are really bad at observing what's happening in front of them. Right. Like they say that, um, you know, your eyes only send like 10% of what you're actually seeing to the brain or, or you only process like 10% of like what you see. That's wrong, but well, true. What I'm saying is, like, you're gathering so much information at, at once that it's really easy to, like, misread things. It's really sure. it's really easy for your perception to be skewed. And it's really easy for humans to be tricked. Yeah. Like, yeah. visually, especially. That's why magicians exist. So, speaking of magical properties, <laughs> there was an episode of Ancient Aliens. Okay. And George... Oh God, I'm gonna. You're talking about the uh, historical documentary show. Absolutely, one hundred percent accurate historical documentary okay. series, Ancient Aliens. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was an episode of Ancient Aliens, and I first heard about it listening to the Jenna Julian podcast when I was working at a nursing home on nights cleaning the floors. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jenna was talking about this episode and then i i haven't watched the episode i don't remember what episode it was but i've read a blog on it that i will also link um where they talk about how around loch ness and in loch ness there are massive quartz deposits oh you know they love their quartz deposits on that show if there's quartz to be found (laughs) they will find it and they called george oh god what's his name i can't say it Sukulos, I think. Sukulos? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, Giorgio Sukulos. So he, I'm butchering that. Somebody can roast me later. Um, he said that the Loch Ness Monster is a USO. Unidentified. Swimming. Sw- <laughs> <laughs> 
and that it is manifested by these quartz deposits because quartz and other crystals and um, certain materials, solid materials, are capable of holding what's called piezoelectricity, um, which is like, it's an electrical charge that's accumulated in rock or other materials like crystals or quartz um, that's caused from like mechanical, physical stress, like pressure or heat. Okay. And it creates piezoelectricity and somehow that, like this massive charge of piezoelectricity is causing the manifestation of the Loch Ness Monster. Um, there's some gaps there, <laughs> but you know i mean if I'll if we're going it. with that is is the piezoelectricity causing like dimension slipping then Ooh, Ooh. like it it pops in and pops out that um dimension slipping could be its own episode and i think we'll we add really that to, to the list yeah. because i really like i follow a subreddit called glitch in the matrix where people describe experiences mm-hmm. that they have where like they they feel like they slip dimensions or something unexplainable happened that gives me terrible anxiety. <laughs> Dylan I... has like a, a, the way I feel about the ocean, Dylan feels about dimension slipping. I, one of my deepest fears <laughs> is that I'm going to wake up one day and everyone I know is going to act like they've never met me before. Because we've dimension slipped. Because I've slipped dimensions and Kristen calls the police on me because I've been, <laughs> I broke into the house and there's a different man in the bed and all kinds of stuff. God. Um, I'm terrified of that happening. <laughs> and it hasn't happened yet. Thank God. At least my fear is semi-rational. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry mine's not. No. Okay. I've never you're, heard of someone. You're scared of megalodon. No, I'm scared of the ocean. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. The ocean exists, and probably so does dimension slipping. <laughs> that's the thing. The like the Mandela effect yeah. scares me. Yeah. I, I don't think it's this fun thing that like now it's Berenstain bears instead of Berenstein bears. It terrifies me. Yeah. No, I get that. Because I, I want my universe to stay my universe all the time. All the time. I want to know that I'm in the same place. Yeah. Um. Okay. So there's that theory. And then there are the more scientific, logical theories. That's not the scientific, logical no, theory? No. Unfortunately. So... We come to what is Nessie. So after the surgeon's photo first came out, people were trying to explain, like, what is this before it came out as being, like, an elaborate hoax. Um, And some people said that it could have been an elephant. And I was like, no. (laughs) There are elephants in Scotland. (laughs) But there were traveling circuses. And it is possible, maybe not plausible, that... The traveling circus like allowed their elephants to take a dip in Loch Ness, and that was the elephant's trunk. Yeah, I yeah. mean, fair. not plausible, but possible. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, there's also an idea that it could be a Greenland shark. Um, oh, I love Greenland. I sharks. know they're so cool, right? 
I still hate the ocean, but Greenland sharks are like super cool. They're the <laughs> they're the sharks that. Um, also, if you hear that noise, that's my dog swimming in a sleeping bag that is also on the floor. They don't need to know. No one uses the sleeping bag. We just unpacked it. Anyways, so the Greenland shark can reach up to 20 feet long um, and it can survive in freshwater, which I didn't know. Um, and there are lots of salmon and other things, yummy num nums for the Greenland shark to eat in Loch Ness so and they can survive in super cold temperatures as well aren't these the sharks that live to be like 300 years old yeah they can get really really old and I they, don't know they look old yeah too. they look like dinosaurs that's they're literal yeah. dinosaurs they're crazy um so could be a Greenland shark also could be a Welsh and I that may be Vels I don't know catfish um these are massive catfish that could get to be like 10 feet long no. Um, and can weigh 440 pounds. No. Yes. First of all, <laughs> anyone that would have told me before just now, like, that Scotland has catfish, I would have said, doubtful. And then if they said, oh, and also, they're 10 feet long and 400 pounds, I would have stopped listening to that yeah. person. They're like trophy fish. So, I don't know. They, that's, that's a plausible... That's harder for possible. me to believe than well. Loch Ness. And my thing is, like catfish are bottom feeders. Yeah. What would they be doing? No, I mean it's harder to... for me to believe that that type of thing exists. No, it does. That's wild. It does. Um. So that's a possibility. But they did not find catfish DNA, and they did not find shark DNA in Loch Ness. So. But also, um, you know, the time frame matters a lot. Yeah. And. It's free flowing, right? Like it's not a right. It's not it's a closed, not closed off closed body off. of water. Mm-hmm. You can get in and out, and animals can get in and out. Right. So maybe there was a Greenland shark, and know, that's in possible. the 1930s. Right. And then it well, and that's what's interesting left. is that like after 1934, there were some reports that were listed that I found, but there weren't like a ton. So it was like this peak of so it's possible that there was a large animal. That was living in Loch Ness and then moved along or died or otherwise, mm-hmm. you know. So, and it's not like we would find their carcass because that water is pitch black. Yeah. So, um, the most plausible, I think, is an eel. Um, so, there's European eels and they can get up to, at, at the most extreme, can get up to four feet and 11 inches long. Um, and they can live over like 80 years. That's fascinating. Yeah. One has lived up to 155 years. It lived in a whale. A well, not a whale. Oh. <laughs> a well, like a, you know, where you get water from. Yeah. Um, it lived in a well, I think in Sweden. That's cool. Yeah. Did they name it? Yeah. It was like at a house. I don't remember what the name was, but Probably it lived there for 155 years and then it died. <laughs> Okay, so someone would have had to, like, pass that down. Yeah. Because no person has lived that long, so. It was, like, a generational. Someone would have had to tell someone, like, hey. (laughs) Don't forget the eel. I'm about to die. Uh, You got to take care of that eel. (laughs) It's already 87 years old. I've had it since I was six. So, the eels, European eels are now critically endangered. They are considered a delicacy. Um, and we're a big food source, so now there's like a whole sustainable eel movement 
um, to try and preserve the eel population. I hope they do. I do too. I hope that works. Um, and there was lots of eel DNA in that 2018 study. So it is possible that they're just seeing a really freaking huge eel out or there. Or they're just seeing it and being like, oh my God, what's that? And then there's <laughs> like, oh yeah, the beast that people t- have been talking right, about. Since right, It's kind of like a confirmation bias. Like year yeah. 10. Um, and then the last thing that people have ruled out was like a plesiosaur which is the dinosaur it's like that aquatic it's the aquatic dinosaur that has the really long neck and the flippers yeah that's what i was going to say at the beginning of this is like there is a dinosaur that is like almost exactly what they're describing right but they've been extinct for millions of years um except one (laughs) and well and we've talked about extinction how do we know especially if it's aquatic it could be down with megalodon there have been animals that were thought to be extinct right and we just didn't see one for I, a really I would long think time that we would have found a plesiosaur by this point in time but th- it is very unlikely that a plesiosaur is the loch ness monster because it is anatomically impossible for them to swan their necks out of the water the way that the oh because they can't bend that much no, yeah because they weren't way. designed for that right not designed to be loch monsters They're basically a fish with a really long right neck. Right, right, right. Yeah. So. Well, you know, it could have. So we know that the crane neck thing was fake, but like, I don't know. Also, maybe the the caveman drawings were bad. Uh, what did they see running across the street, though? Right. I, I want to know, like, I, I'm thinking about the time that you and I were driving across Wyoming. <laughs> was it Wyoming? It was Wyoming. In the middle of the night. It was very late at night. I don't recommend driving across Wyoming at night. Awful. There was a elk. It was an. It was absolutely an elk. It was not a deer. <laughs> but you know, we had we have a dash cam, and so we were able to go back and like look at it. And it looks smaller. But if someone asked me to describe that thing, I would have said it was ten feet tall. <laughs> Because we were going 90 it, miles an it hour. Was very, yeah, the speed limits are insane out there. And it was, which that's, I mean, a little extreme. And we may have been going like 75, 80. See, already I am confabulating this story. <laughs> but it was a very large animal. And I, God, just thinking about that, like my palms are, so, I'm getting like physically sweaty. <laughs> because that would have killed us. Yeah. Like it was a very large and it was right on the shoulder like it was it was trying to cross the interstate oh my god that whole trip was a nightmare we'll tell that story another day yeah we didn't hit the elk we saw him on the dash cam yeah we also saw him in real life but he was very large and he had antlers so i know it was a heat well do she elks have no she elks don't have antlers I would, I know for a fact that were it not for the dash cam, which was kind of disappointing after the fact, <laughs> that I would have described that elk as much larger yeah. than it probably but it, was. But it was a very big elk. It, like, I will attest, because it scared me half to death. In another dimension, we died that night. Yeah, but when you, when you see something like that and it scares you and yeah. it happens very fast... And you don't know, like your your brain didn't it's capture like all the story information all over again. Where I thought it was a bloody yeah. shark, and you just you go. I, I think with it's like a lizard. How you can describe lizard it. brain mode, right? Like survival is my primary goal. Is it like point? is this a threat? Yeah. And your brain is probably more likely to say like, 
Well, absolutely. <laughs> if if I don't know, I'm gonna act like it is yeah. because I don't want to die. Like right. evolutionarily, right. that's the the right thing to do. God. So maybe those people saw something. Something like I, I don't doubt reasonable. that people have seen something. Yeah, right. of course. But then their their brain kind of filled in the gaps, mm-hmm. and maybe they confabulated a little bit, and maybe like the. Some people just do that too, yeah. where they like, like when you. they tell stories, they tell big stories. Yeah, I I'm extremely guilty of that. You are. And I have to have Kristen around when I tell stories because people like believe what I say and they shouldn't. Yeah. So, that's that's my thought on so, like what they what those people I, saw. I thought I would come out of this feeling like super cut and dry. Like there is a Loch Ness monster. There's not a Loch Ness monster. There's something. There's something to all of this, right? Like, mm-hmm. but I don't know what, because for it to have been documented in the first century AD. That's the part that's crazy to Right? Me. Like, I, something is out there. Now, whether it still roams out there, I don't know. Um, you don't know what my theory is? Hmm. There's a, a portal. Oh, God. From the courts? Seven or eight hundred feet down, powered by the court. Right. The courts. Held open by the courts. Is and it to hell? And it, no. It <laughs> it leads to like the the era where dinosaurs were around. Ooh, interesting theory. And randomly, one just kind of slips through. Mm-hmm. And they're confused. We're confused. They look around. Their food sources aren't available. <laughs> they're... They're in an unfamiliar environment. What are the long-necked dinosaurs called? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know dinosaurs. I wasn't a dinosaur kid. No, I was I don't either. know dinosaur names. But maybe that's... It's just standing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's just poking its, its just head out. It's just standing at the bottom of... Long and it looks nest. over and sees a highway and is like, Oh my God. What is that? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back down This now. is not Pangea. <laughs> I'm going to go back into my wormhole. And then off he goes. Never I took a wrong turn in the dark. So what happened was water. that long-necked dinosaur told his other long-necked dinosaur friends and the periodic sightings have been those long-necked dinosaurs poking out and be like, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> now it's a vacation spot, right? They're like, Or it's like that place that like the teen dinosaurs talk about. Like, hey, you want to go to, you want to go to like 2020? <laughs> This weekend? What are you doing? That's my scientific theory. Well, it's... I'm fascinated to know about, like, the cave drawings from, like, way back. Mm -hmm. About the peat. Do you know what I'm curious about? It's Marmaduke Weatherell. Nigel Thornberry. Nigel Thornberry is high Scottish. Scottish Scottish man. Nigel Thornberry. He sounds like not a great guy. Yeah. Nigel Thornberry. Nigel Thornberry is a very wholesome so individual. So wholesome. He just wanted to Marmaduke have a good life with locked. his family. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. document nature. Not Marmaduke. Not Marmaduke. The Marmaduke Weatherall reminds me of the villain from that short story that we read in English in high school where they hunt the people. Oh, where they crash on the island. Yes. And no, 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 no. There's a, Do they crash on the island? Yeah, and they find a house, and they're like, oh, thank God, there's a house there. And they go up there. It's the world's most dangerous game. Yes, thank you. Yeah, fantastic yeah. short story. Yeah. 
I was about to say that assumes that I actually read in, <laughs> in English class, but I did, did read that one, yeah. and that one was good. Got I read the ones that that captured my attention, and any like any book or story with an island and survival, I'm all Robinson Crusoe mm-hmm. was fantastic. The one with the family that I can't remember. It's another like classic book, but anyway, any of those. Yeah. Fantastic. If that's your genre of book and mine's historical fiction. Well, also Star Wars books. Yeah. Hmm. Loch Ness is really cool. Yeah. I learned a lot. I really enjoyed doing this. I didn't expect this one. I thought we were gonna talk about that picture for an hour. No. That's that picture is like such a minuscule blip, right? And part of me is like kind of upset that someone like there's so many interesting things to know about this and and someone tried to like like had a petty argument with a mail, like a with Daily Mail, yeah. like with a newspaper, yeah. right? Like, okay, that's it's really stupid. Sleazy. Now, well, now that's like, the thing that everyone yeah. thinks about. Capitalism. <laughs> but then the other part of me is like had they not done that, like it wouldn't have gotten such notoriety. Right. And so now the people that care can like But know like it had gotten it. the notoriety before. Right? That's a good point, yeah. Like, it had blown up it before, was and they, they were just, like, leeching off of it. Yeah, they were, like, riding really the coattails of... Yeah. Yeah, I don't like... There's so much cool history there already. We that, can just ignore them. Yeah. We can ignore Marmaduke. Yeah. Not the dog stupid. from the comic. That's a good comic show. Yeah. Stupid That's Dr. The... Wilson, the gynecologist from London. Yeah, what is he doing? Go, <laughs> go deliver a baby. That's, a, that's obstetricians. Whatever. Anyway, well, I'm glad you learned. I really enjoyed doing the research for this episode. It took longer than we expected for me to do the research for this episode. Yeah. Which I was, I'm very thorough anyway, but... I was kind of like, I, I kept coming in here like, what, what could you possibly be reading? <laughs> and like, I was engrossed. And like, every time I looked, I was like, I still haven't seen the picture. Yeah. Like, where's the picture in this? Like, what do you, you're, you're not doing the right research. Yeah. I did the right research. Yeah. There's lots of it. Yeah. Really cool story. All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Cryptic and Colloquial. I'm glad to be back. Yeah. This is so much fun. fun. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do it again next week, okay? Okay. Wait, next week you're doing research, right? Yeah, I'm so excited. What are you doing it on? Do we want to say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing the next one on the fact that birds aren't real. Oh, God. So crimes, cults, and conspiracy. I guess this next one is going to be a conspiracy. Yeah, this is more like an unsolved mystery. But we have to loop that in there, too, because it's yeah. fun. For funsies. Yeah, so I look forward to next week where I do the research. Yeah. And it's going to be different. It'll be fun. It's going to be exciting. I'm very excited. Cool. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for hanging around for another episode. You can find our socials. I posted reels. Um, Oh, and the baby's screaming. All right. (laughs) Perfect time. Good night, everyone. Good night. Goodbye. (laughs)